Unapologetically Catholic, the podcast where we dive into the different doctrines, dogmas, and beliefs of the Catholic faith to help explain why I personally am unapologetically Catholic and why I think that you should be too. And this week, we are going to talk about the rosary. Uh, This is something that, kind of growing up as a Protestant, I always thought, you know, the rosary is just a way to, for Catholics to worship Mary. Um, And that's for, could, couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, and as I've said before, some of the Mariology things and some things like even the rosary were the biggest holdups for me before becoming Catholic. I think that would be the right way to say that. Um, but now it's one of my favorite prayers to pray. Um, so we're going to kind of go over what it is why we as Catholics pray the rosary, what we do, what it's not, um, and kind of just dive into a bunch of details about it. Um, So with that, let's get into it. So thank you for joining in this week. Um, Like I said, we're going to talk about the rosary this week, but before we get into that, I just wanted to say I apologize because I... Uh, have not been consistent at all with uh, recording these podcasts. <laughs> um, I really wanted to get to where, when when I first started this podcast, really the idea was to release a new episode 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 every Monday morning, um, and I was fairly consistent for a while, and then kind of got off for another little while and started to kind of get back on track. But work recently has been very busy for me, which is a good thing. Um, and it's been hard to kind of be able to squeeze in recording a podcast and editing and um, getting it uploaded and all that stuff. So uh, I apologize that I've been kind of radio silent for the last couple of weeks. But um, I am trying to figure out a routine and a way to get like recording and editing as a scheduled time in my week so that I can be more consistent. So hopefully they will start to get more consistent, but I I don't want to make any promises. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, back to the rosary uh, and Mary. So like I said in the beginning, growing up as a Protestant, the rosary, I knew what a rosary looks like. Um, I knew that there was a bunch of Hail Mary prayers that they would pray, but I didn't know much more than that. Like I didn't even, I didn't know what the Hail Mary prayer was like, what you, what, what the words were to the Hail Mary prayer. Um, I just knew that it started Hail Mary. And, um, I thought, you know, as a Protestant, I would, I would always think, man, they, like those Catholics are worshiping Mary. They're giving honor and glory to Mary when everything is due back to God, not to not to Mary, and Mary didn't die on the cross for your sins, so what are you doing? Like, why are you praising her, or why are you praying to her? What did, I I don't understand. She, as a Protestant, a lot of times there's this idea of, like, she's just the one, like, yeah, she was Jesus' mom, but she was just, like, the the holding cell for Jesus. Like, why, she's not that important. Um, And whether people say, that or not. I don't think anyone really would really say that, but in practicality, that's how it kind of, at least for me, that's how it was always thought of was like, you say something good about Mary at Christmas time, and then you forget about her for 
the rest because after she gives birth to Jesus, what do you need Mary for anymore? She's she just she just gave birth to Jesus. That's it. That was the idea. Um, so to kind of well to start, I thought what would be good is to kind of explain a little bit about the rosary. So if you're Catholic and you're very familiar with the rosary, this will be like very you'll you'll be like duh I already know all this stuff but um, I think it'd still be good to explain it but anyways uh, so in the rosary it's a prayer where you pray um, five decades basically you pray pray there's other prayers in there but you pray an Our Father uh, Glory Be Fatima prayer um, I think it's what that is called. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, correct me. I've been corrected a, a handful of times, and I enjoy that because that's how you learn. So if you catch something in this episode or any other episode, please feel free to reach out to me and correct me because I don't know everything, and I love to learn, and the only way you can learn is by other people who know telling you or me, like, hey, that's not right. This is what's right. So please let me know. Uh, anyways, <laughs> and then you pray um, five sets of ten Hail Marys. Um, so in each of those five sets of ten, you do pray a Hail Mary, which the Hail Mary prayer is, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So you pray that over and over and over again, ten times, and then you switch to a new set. But in that set of um, five, they're called decades. So each of the five decades, what you're supposed to do is you can verbally pray the Hail Mary or you can just mentally pray the Hail Mary. But the reason why you repeat the Hail Mary is because we are supposed to be reflecting on whatever the mysteries are of each decade for that day. I hope this is making sense. Um, maybe I could explain this a little more clearly, but I don't know if, uh, if you get confused, just let me know and I'll be happy to explain it in a different way or yeah, help, help you get it figured out. But anyways, um, so there are four different mysteries and each mystery falls on a different day. So like on Mondays and Saturdays, is when we remember the joyful mysteries. On uh, Tuesday and Friday, we recite or remember the sorrowful mysteries. Thursdays are the luminous mysteries, and Wednesday and Sunday are the glorious mysteries. So when I was kind of getting ready for this, I was thinking, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard the term like mystery over and over and over again since becoming a Catholic. And I kind of thought, well, what is like, what I kind of get what we mean, but like, what is the definition of mystery? So I looked it up. Um, and the definition of mystery in this context is a divinely revealed truth whose very possibility cannot be rationally conceived before it is revealed, and after revelation, whose inner essence cannot be fully understood by the finite mind. Um, so these mysteries that we reflect on in the rosary are things that like the definition said, it's not something that like we as human beings could have just kind of come up with or just kind of um, discovered through understanding. 
Uh, if you think back to like when um, Jesus asked the 12, you know, who do you say that I am? And um, uh, Peter says uh, that you, you are the Holy One of God. Um, and then Jesus responds, uh, blessed are you, Simon, Simon of Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. Um, so that that would be a mystery, that Jesus is God. It's something that could not be rationally conceived, like Peter did not just come up with that or, you know, logically understand that. That's something that was revealed to him. Um, but even once that truth is revealed, we cannot fully plumb the depths of what that means because we are human beings and we have finite finite minds um so let's get back to the mysteries so the mysteries are all reflections on the life of jesus so yes you pray a hail mary um which the hail mary has very biblical roots and we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, but yes, we re- recite the Hail Mary for 10 times or a total of 50 plus times. Uh, but throughout the decades, the five decades, you'll say the Hail Mary 50 times. While you're saying the Hail Mary, you're supposed to reflect on the life of Jesus, right? So for instance, the joyful mysteries, the first one is the Annunciation. So when the angel Gabriel came to Mary, um, and then the visitation, or when Mary went and visited her cousin Elizabeth, the nativity, obviously when Jesus was born, the presentation, that's of Jesus in the temple, where Mary and Joseph brought Jesus into the temple, um, and then finding Jesus in the temple, where the parents had lost um, Jesus and then found him in the temple sitting with the elders. Um, and then the sorrowful mysteries, those are on the um, death uh, death and crucifixion of, of Jesus. So the first one is the agony in the garden when um, Jesus went off to pray. Uh, then the scourging at the pillar. Um, and then the crowning with thorns. Then the carrying of the cross. And then the crucifixion. The luminous mysteries are the baptism of Jesus, the wedding feast at Cana where he turns water into wine, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, the Transfiguration, and the Institution of the Eucharist. And then finally, the glorious mysteries are the Resurrection of Jesus, the ascension, His Ascension into Heaven, uh, Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down from Heaven, uh, the Assumption of Mary, and then the Coronation of Mary as Queen of Heaven and Earth. So the mysteries are meant to reflect and to deepen like these are all mysteries so they're things that we will never get fully completely understood right but we as catholics believe that even people who have died and gone on before us we are part of the same family i have another episode where i talk about praying to the saints and kind of explain that like you know yes these people their earthly bodies have died but god himself says i'm not a god of the dead, but a god of the living. Um, and so those who die in a state of grace and are in heaven, um, we are a part of the same family as them. 
and we are called to pray for one another, it, even here on the earth, you, you, you know, if you're if you're someone who doesn't, if you're a if you're not a Catholic and you do not pray to the saints, I'm sh- I would be willing to bet, almost probably, I would be very certain that you go to other people that you know are are true, good, believing Christians, and say, hey, can you pray for me for X Y Z situation or whatever the case may be for whatever you would ask for prayers from other friends that you know are Christians. That's what we are doing as Catholics when we pray to the saints and when we pray the, excuse me, the Hail Mary, or when we pray any other prayers to Mary, uh, that's what we're doing. We are asking her to pray for, for us. Um, and so then these, these mysteries, we reflect on them while praying the Hail Mary because you know, of all the earthly human people that knew Jesus while he was alive and walking, alive on the earth, walking around on the earth, um, who knew him better? I would, and I think everyone else would probably say his own mom did, because I know my mom probably knows me better than a large majority of people on the earth, most people. And so, obvious and Jesus was never married so who would know him better than his own mom or his own dad um which sorry I was going to go on a side tangent about because then I would (laughs) you know I was thinking what would the next question be oh well why don't you say like hail Joseph and because Mary holds a special place but anyways that's another episode (laughs) um I don't want to get off on too many side tangents I apologize because I feel like I chase a bunch of rabbits Anyways, back to the mysteries. So, because Mary knows her son better than anyone else could, and Mary is currently alive with all the rest of the saints who are alive in heaven with Jesus right now and are praying for us, um, we can ask for her intercession and her help and for her prayers, um, and especially when we want to reflect on the life of Jesus and try to have a deeper understanding of these mysteries, uh, which all Christians should do, whether you're Catholic, you're Protestant, you like the life, death, crucifixion, resurrection, all the aspects of Jesus earthly time. There are things that like, you know, I would think that we would all want to better understand. Um, So we can ask his mother to help reveal those things to us. Um, and I, that's a good thing to do because like I said, who knows, who knows their son better than a mother? Um, so I kind of hope that helps explain a little bit like what we're doing during the, while we pray the rosary. Um, they are, we are meditating on the life and ministry or the, uh, crucifixion and death or the resurrection of um, Jesus himself to better deepen our relationship with him. And we say the Hail Mary because we are asking um, Mary to pray for us to that end so that we can better understand whatever set of mysteries that we are reflecting on for that day. So the rosary is not a we're definitely the whole goal of the rosary is to deepen our understanding of 
Jesus and the mysteries of his life, death, and resurrection. Um, there's no, like, oh, we're coming here to worship her or Mary or um, solely look to Mary because of some great, awesome power that Mary has. Um, no, that's not what we're doing. And, you know, then I know the next question would be, okay, well, that's great that you're trying to learn more about Jesus and you're trying to deepen your understanding of some of these mysteries, but why would you not just, like, ask Jesus himself? He can hear your prayers just as well as anyone else. It's a very good question. And the answer would be, the Bible itself tells us that the prayer of a righteous man avails much, right? So who is more righteous than than Mary? Um, we in the Catholic Church understand that Mary was, she herself was conceived without sin, um, and she was kept sinless for her entire life. This is not because Mary was great or awesome or because she was God. The difference between Jesus and Mary, Jesus is God. Jesus in and of and by himself remained sinless his entire life. Mary is a human being. She is a created being. She was kept safe from sin and kept away from sin from the moment of her conception until the moment of her death or assumption because... Um, of the sacrifice that Jesus made. If Jesus were not to come down from heaven, live a sinless life, die on the cross for our sins, and then be resurrected, Mary would never, ever, ever, ever be sinless. Um, so Mary is would be the most righteous human being. I, there's no other human being that w would be on the, the same levels. No other strictly human being. Obviously, Jesus was human, but he was also God as well. Um, Mary is the only created human being that was completely sinless. Um, so she is extremely righteous because she was given that extreme righteousness. Um, so we should absolutely be asking for her prayers. If we believe the Bible is true, and if we believe what it says, that the prayer of a righteous man avails much, then why would we not ask for her prayers as well? Um, also, we should absolutely be praying to Jesus and to God. There's no, like, we pray the Hail Mary because we're scared to talk to Jesus, or we pray the Hail Mary because God's too big and scary and he doesn't really have time for me, but maybe if I can get in through his mom, then then we'll be okay. You know what I mean? That's not the case either. Um, but anyways, that's a little bit... I guess more on the kind of practical side as well of the rosary. Uh, and then also another thing that's really important to point out is, like I said, I had said the Hail Mary uh, earlier in this episode. So some of these things I can remember as a Protestant for me were very um, much red flags that someone would say, even just saying Hail Mary, I would go, ooh, Hail Mary, like, hail, like, like you would say to a queen, or like, a royal person, like, hail Mary, that seems a little, are you sure you're not worshiping her, um, and the, the hail Mary is a very, very, very biblical prayer, I know that may sound a little crazy if you're not Catholic, um, but it is, so allow me to explain, uh, so I'll kind of break down the hail Mary, and, talk through some Bible passages that are connected 
to the different parts of the prayer. So the first part, we've got Hail Mary, full of grace. Um, This is what the angel Gabriel said to Mary when he came to tell her that um, she was going to be conceiving Jesus in her womb. Uh, He says, Hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. Um, Or, so that's where we get the Hail Mary, full of grace. And then the second part, the Lord is with thee. Um, again, that comes from the same place. This is uh, Luke one twenty-eight, by the way. Sorry. The first verse that I was referring to and the second verse are both referring uh, to Luke one twenty-eight. The angel Gabriel, again, himself says, the Lord is with you. So we've got Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Both of those come directly from Luke one twenty-eight, um, And then we have, blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Both of these come from Luke one forty-two. Um, Elizabeth says these things about Mary, uh, and it says that that Elizabeth w- uh, Elizabeth being filled with the Holy Spirit said these things about Mary. Um, and then in Luke one forty-three, uh, or sorry, I said that backwards. So the next part would be Holy Mary, Mother of God. This is Luke one forty three, and this is where Elizabeth again when when Mary comes to visit Elizabeth, and Elizabeth says, "And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me?" Um, so Elizabeth even understood that that the what was the baby that was in Mary's womb um, was not just another human being, but was God Himself incarnate. Um, as another side note, I wouldn't kid when I said I, I chase a bunch of <laughs> rabbit trails. Anyways, um, another important point I think is to make is that is why we call Mary the mother of God is because Jesus is fully God and fully man. And if he is fully God and fully man and Jesus is, uh, sorry, and Mary is Jesus mother, then Mary is the mother of God, um, that does not mean that she is an authority in some kind of like like God reports to Mary kind of way, but she is still the mother of God incarnate. Jesus is fully man, yes, but he is also fully 100% God at the same time. Um, so anyways, and then the last part, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. This comes from James 5.16. This is what I was talking about earlier. Um, I'll just read the verse here. It says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The fervent prayer of a righteous person is very powerful. Um, So, like I was saying earlier, we're all a part of the same team still. Even the people in heaven and the people on earth, there's not some, like, heavenly family of God and earthly family of God. We are a part of the same family, even now, even though we are not like we're on our way to heaven here on earth. We're not there yet, um, but we are in some sense a part of the same family, even still. Um, so as as I said earlier, the Hail Mary is a very biblical prayer. All of the parts of the Hail Mary have all of its roots from scripture. Um, this is not some like prayer that we, I mean, obviously we took these different parts of the passage or part, sorry, (laughs) we took these different ideas from scripture and combined them into a 
couple of sentence prayer that we repeat over and over again, but we didn't just like make these things up. Like we don't say Hail Mary as like a, um, some kind of wrong idolatry worship of Mary, but we say Hail Mary because we're echoing what the angel Gabriel himself said, um, and on and on through the rest of the Hail Mary, um, prayer. So now that I've kind of explained all that, I want to talk a little bit just about like, why would you, why is it important to do this? Why would you, why would someone want to do this? Um, I kind of already alluded to it or spoke to it a little bit earlier, but you know, all Christians, no matter your denomination, no matter whether you're Catholic or whatever, if you're Protestant, whatever kind of Christian you are, we all know that, um, there's all kinds of power in prayer, right? Um, so this is a really good way that, and I, I think saying the rosary takes like, depending on how fast you talk, it <laughs> it can go anywhere from like 15 to 30 minutes-ish. It's a really good way to like sit down for 15 to 30 minutes and it connects, um, gosh, I wish I could remember exactly what it is, but uh, Fulton Sheen has a quote where he talks about the rosary and he talks about, you know, holding the things in your hand, it, it, the rosary connects like all aspects of who you are as a person. So you're holding the rosary beads in your hand. You're feeling them move through your fingers while you pray, right? So that's engaging one of your senses. Um, you can see the way that the, the rosary is moving through your hands and you can hear the rosary like kind of clanking together as, as it moves or as you move it, you can hear the rosary beads. Um, and then you speak the Hail Mary, and not only is it just include all the physical aspects in your prayer, but also if you are praying the rosary the way that you really should be, you should be meditating on these mysteries. So you're just keeping in your mind while you're repeating the Hail Mary, you keep in your mind whatever the mystery is. So if you're on the first decade of the joyful mystery, you're just constantly mulling over in your head the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel coming to Mary and announcing that, you know, she she was going to bear Jesus, um, the Savior of the world. And I kind of like to think, um, just kind of go, man, what, like, what does that mean? And just really just ask the Holy Spirit and ask Mary, reveal this to me even more. Like, I know I'll never completely fully understand it, but um, I feel like I probably haven't even scratched the surface on what this means. And I feel like maybe even most people, uh, would be able to say the same thing that I don't know that we've, if these are true mysteries and we'll never fully grasp them because of our finite human minds. Um, I don't know that we've even scratched the surface on all of these mysteries. So, you know, I really just kind of think and try to focus on asking for the Holy Spirit and asking Mary um, to help reveal these things to me a little bit more, um, to help deepen my knowledge of the mystery a little bit more, to help deepen my love for the mystery of a little bit more. Um, and for what reason? Well, so that I can be more conformed to Christ um, and so that I can be more in union with him um, and so that I can have a deeper stronger relationship and love for him, which inevitably will bring more glory to God. 
which is the whole goal of all of this, right? Uh, so that's a really big reason as to why, or one really, I guess a really neat thing about the rosary, why I lo- really like the rosary. It incorporates a bunch of different aspects. It's really hard to properly pray the rosary and be like, like it would, it would be nearly impossible to pray the rosary correctly and um, play video games because you, it, it, you can't do, I mean, you're already using so much of your bandwidth of who you are as a person, your physical, like touch and feel and hear what you're hearing and the words that you're speaking and plus using your mind to meditate on things. It really is a great prayer that grabs all aspects of you. I have a heart. Okay. If you think that I run around on a bunch of rabbit trails on this podcast, um, and you don't like that kind of thing, you would hate to have my brain (laughs) because my brain runs in a million different directions all day long. So it's something that really, for me, is just great to kind of keep it all everything is focused on one aspect. Everything is focused on one thing. Um, it's harder for my my, my mind to wander. Um, it does still, but it doesn't happen nearly as bad, um, as other prayers. Um, so I, I personally try to pray a rosary every day. Um, typically you just pray one of the mysteries on one of the days, but man, if you want to pray all four mysteries in a day, absolutely. If you've got the time and the means and the the patience or ability or whatever whatever you want to call it to be able to do that, that's great and uh, more power to you. Um, but I would challenge you, I would say even if you're Protestant, uh, you don't have to have a rosary to pray the rosary. Um Everyone comes with a built-in rosary. You got ten fingers, uh, so it's real easy to pray a rosary without having the rosary beads. I, if you are a Protestant and you're listening to this, I would really encourage you to just try praying the rosary um, for I don't know, pick a short period of time, like a week, two weeks, a month, or if you're a Catholic and you don't ever pray the rosary, I would challenge you just try it for pick a period of time and pray the rosary, whether that's two days, a week, a month, two months, whatever it is, uh, and and just see, because I will tell you, um, there, there have been a number of things that, uh, just like different mysteries, you know, like a mystery is a truth that has been revealed that we couldn't come to understanding in our own minds, there have been things that, like, have been further reveal, revealed to me about the truths of God that I would have never, um, gosh, what's the right way to say it? They've come to my understanding, but not through like some kind of search, not some kind of like heady. I'm a very, typically a very heady, logical, like we need to read the books and do this research and do the study and then come up with the answer. There's things that I now understand and I know are truths about God um, that I did not know before, and it has come to me while praying the rosary. Or there have been aspects or things in my life that have changed that I would have never expected to change, or things that I would hear, um, or events that would happen that I would never 
would have thought would have happened. Um, and I really, really have this feeling that it's due to the rosary. Could not be. Um, but if I was a betting man, I'd be willing to bet quite a bit of money that uh, that's what it was based off. So, and it's it's very, very good um, prayer that has really deepened even just my day-to-day life as well as my spiritual life and I know that if you pick up the rosary if you've never prayed it before or if you used to pray it or if you still do pray it maybe this kind of reignites uh sometimes when praying the rosary you can get kind of like it just gets just say the next thing just say the next thing just say the next thing just a repetitive routine kind of motion um yeah maybe slow down a little bit and take some time and really ponder, uh, really think on the mysteries that that we're supposed to be meditating on while we're praying. Um, because, yeah, I, I, like I said, the Bible doesn't, the Bible, everything that's written in the Bible is serious, and the prayer of a righteous man really does, uh, oh, I, I always say availeth much, but I... <laughs> It's because I guess it's because the translation I've always read says it that way, but whatever the other way to say that way, it brings it it avails much. Um, that's what the Bible says, and I really truly believe it. So um, I'm very confident that if you try praying the Rosary as well, um, that yeah, it it will not return void. And if you know what, if you're listening to this and you want a Rosary and you don't know how to get a hold of one, send me a message. Um, and I would be more than happy to help you out. Uh, but anyways, yeah, um, that's it. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode on the rosary. Um, I hope that it was beneficial for you and maybe you learned something or maybe it helped you to understand something a little bit better. But anyways, uh, if you would like to um and i think you should you should share it with friends and family and uh wherever you'd like to share it if you share it on instagram uh make sure to tag me if you share it in your stories uh it's unapologetically catholic pod on instagram um and then you can reach out to me there as well you can send me a message if you have any questions or comments on this episode or any other episodes that you hear um or if you're not on Instagram, you can also send me an email to unapologeticallycatholicpod at gmail.com. Um, and I'd be happy to get back to you there. But um, yeah, that's this week's episode. Like I said, hopefully going to be getting more consistent. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna promise that I'll try. Uh, anyways, uh, I hope you have a great week. And uh, I will continue to pray for you. And may God bless you.